This podcast is brought to you by Dr. Alfonso Brown and is a product of guidinglifeministries.org. Have you ever wanted to go out and save the world with acts of kindness and love? Yeah, we've all wanted to do great things for others, but often neglect to love those right in front of us, our family. This episode illustrates that we must learn to love our family members who we see every day before we can truly embrace and care for those in the world who we do not know. Your challenge after listening to this episode will be to ask yourself, in what small but meaningful way can I show love to my family each day? Hello, beloved, and welcome to another episode of Life's Lessons in God's Word in 3D Surround Audio with Dr. Alfonso Brown. I want to thank you for joining me today as we're going to talk today a little bit about one of the most important decisions you can make in places that you can act when you're trying to do good in this world. Now, before we start, beloved, I'd just like to open with our opening prayer. It's taken from Psalms 19, verse 14. And it says, repeat with me, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Father, please help us today to speak the words in truth as we endeavor to become more like your son. By the power of your spirit, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Beloved, thank you for joining me today. And one of the things I wanted to talk about today is... As you seek to love and do good to the world, learn to love your family first. Well, you know, one of the things that we all can agree makes us feel really good about ourselves is doing good things for others. I think most of us want to do good. You know, there are some people in the world who are innately you know, pretty evil or they get up each day to do evil, but I would say the majority of people try to do good and even more amazing is that we seem to get a little blessing, a little boost when you do something that's good. Uh, how many of you can relate to that? I know I feel it. Now, in doing good, oftentimes when we think about it, we think about doing good in other places, like if you're fortunate, you might do good in your community, help out that homeless person, give them some money or some food. You might help that person who needs assistance with their groceries or you know, offer to shovel their driveway if it snows. On a bigger level, you might contribute to a charity, do philanthropy work, um, or work within your community to make changes. And if you really even have a much larger global reach, you can use your company, your finances, and all these other things to, in general, benefit humanity. And one of the things that I have to say with that is that's outstanding. If, if you can do good, you should, because that's what God encourages to to do. He says that we were created uh, so that we'd be equipped to do all manner of good works. And I can tell you, he's pleased when we do good. But one of the most overlooked places is our family. A lot of times we're ready to go out and conquer the world and do this, that, and anything everywhere else but at home. And one of the most important concepts in life is that the family structure is extremely important. You see, if the family's hurting and they're not doing well, 
then I think it impacts our society. The children, the father, the mother, they also are part of society. And if they're not feeling comfortable or relaxed at home, when they go out, they will have problems out in the environment that can cause problems for the greater society at home. One of the most overlooked positions is the fathers. A lot of the individuals who are incarcerated in prisons and in juvenile houses of detention are young men and women who don't have a male role model in their lives. Their father walked out on the family and was not available. Mothers do a tremendous amount of work and they help exceptionally. And it cannot be overstated how important their role are. But one of the things that always seems to come up as well is the absence of fathers. I think the family is so important that God created it as the first human relationship that he established. He gave Eve to Adam and then performed the first wedding ceremony in that. And he told them to be fruitful and multiply. He also gave them dominion over his creation. So right away, God was for marriage and he usually foreshadows his church as the bride to his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So if God places such a priority on family and the importance of family, why don't we? Well, you might say to me, Dr. Alfonso, I don't know where you're going with this. I already place a priority on my family. I'm committed to them. I don't mess up. I don't do anything wrong. And if that's you, I applaud you. And I just want to ask you some questions. But first, I'll start with a verse. In 1 John 4, chapter 20, it says, if anyone, I'm sorry, verse 20, says, if anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God who he has seen. Let me repeat that again. It's 1 John chapter 4 and verse 20. And it says, if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God who he has not seen. Now, brothers and sisters, one of the things that I want to encourage you to do as we go through these lessons is that I want you to really think about the words that we say. You can even write them down because God's words are powerful. I call them containers of power. And at a later time, we're going to talk about how powerful our words are. You know, there are only two things in the world that can't be destroyed when they're created. If you can find another one, you let me know. The two things are memories that you create and your words. Your words are extremely powerful and once they're spoken, they can't be taken back. Have you ever sat and thought about it that all laws are predicated on the conduct and writing down of words? Contracts which legally bind you are a series of words which you sign and attest to with your name. And we are judged, sentenced, sued, predestined, and in the end, God even says, you will have to give an account for our words. It says that every word that we speak out of our mouths, idle words, he says, we will have to give an account for. So our words are very powerful and they don't get destroyed. The same thing with memories. As long as there's someone to remember them, the memories will persist. So brothers and sisters, it's extremely important to realize that our words can be constructive and destructive. And I want to ask you, think about when you shout 
or you get angry, or you get upset. For those of you who work or work outside or interact with people, in what context do you usually shout or get angry and get upset? You might have coworkers or a boss or friends that you meet when you go out for you know, recreation or when you go to visit a friend or a neighbor's home. Do you usually get in their face and shout at them, point fingers, throw things at them? God forbid, even curse? Most of you, if you're honest with yourself, will say no. But then when I ask you the next question, which is, who do you shout at, curse at, get angry with, get upset with? And you know what most of you will say? <laughs> Someone in my family. And usually if you're married, it's your, your significant other, your husband or your wife or your children. Now let's think about that for a second. The ones you love the most, the ones who are probably closest to you, you feel the most comfortable shouting at and raising your voice, throwing things at, getting angry. And we've all seen the severe cases where abuse and neglect can foster and develop out of these relationships. So why is that? Well, the reason why I think that exists, brothers and sisters, is because we oftentimes take the greatest love that we have for granted. Now, love is a word that gets thrown around a lot, and it's one of those things you have to be careful. Love is one of the most precious, precious things that's available to us in this world. And if someone gives you their love, you should treasure it, because it is an act of the will. And even God Almighty doesn't take our will away from us. So if somebody submits their will to you and gives you their love, you should treasure it, value it, and do your best to maintain it. Now, oftentimes with family members, we shout at them and we scream at them because we know that they love us. And our thought is that they'll understand or when things settle, we'll come back together and everything will be okay. But there, and that is true for the most part, especially if you have a family that works together and you're good about settling differences. But one of the things that I want you to realize, not to forget, is that sometimes if your words are used incorrectly, they can do more damage than a physical injury. I once told my daughter, who's incredibly intelligent, very hardworking, focused, I said, you know, you're a child who's doing well, you have all these privileges, why are you looking so sad all the time when I see you? My daughter didn't say anything. And about seven months later, out of the blue, she said, Daddy, I'm not sad all the time. I'm just doing my stuff. I tend to smile a lot more. I said, where did that come from? She related back to the words I had spoken seven months before, that the words that she didn't comment on, but felt strongly enough about the words, and it bothered her so much that she brought them up. Other people, patients that I work with, and individuals I've met have told me about childhood um, words that were said to them, or neglect feelings of abandonment that happened conveyed through words that scarred them for life. Uh, and so with these concepts, beloved, we must realize that the things that we say can sometimes do more damage than a physical injury. And so therefore we must endeavor to show love. If your, your wife needs help, help her do her job and she in turn can help you. Love your children and help them. 
model what good behavior and love is for your children, the way God models it through his son and through his communication with you. Endeavor to do your best not to shout, to get angry. The Bible says, be angry and sin not, and be quick to listen. The reason why is because oftentimes we make impulsive decisions when we're angry that have great long-term consequences. One of the things I would recommend, brother, an action item, is that if you find yourself getting angry and you're about to do something before you do it, take a time, step back, take a deep breath, and then say to yourself, if I do what I'm thinking about doing, what's going to be the impact on me in the next minute, the next five minutes, the next day, the next year? If the impact is tremendous, it's going to create problems and worsen a situation that might already be volatile, my recommendation would be you hold your peace and step back. De-escalate is the word that we like to use. But do your best to not allow that anger to cause you to hurt that family member. Home is where the love is. And love that starts in the home will make you greater. It'll make you stronger. And it'll help you. And our homes is one of the only places that we have where we can at least try to have a sanctuary as we get away from the world. So we must do well. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, love your husbands. Shepherd and protect your children. Children, obey your parents and treat them with honor and dignity. If you're fortunate enough to have grandparents in the home, show them love and respect for the wisdom that they have acquired. The family unit should work together in love and let that love reflect so strongly in your family bonds that when you go out, others will see the love that you have for one another and they will in turn reflect back to God as they seek to know how it is that you maintain that beauty and wisdom that you display. So brothers and sisters, as we've talked today, one of the things I want to remind you again, it's great you go around the world, you give to all the charities, you help, you preach, you teach, you provide for the sick and the poor. You do all these things. But as the Bible says, if you do all these things and you still don't have love, and you don't have charity, especially in your home, love in your home, although you can still accomplish these things to strangers and other ones that are not related, you should first make sure that you're able to communicate them to your family and friends. Oftentimes, your family are the ones who need to hear the message the most, not the ones who are off a faraway country to which you'll be going to do your mission work, because your family is your home base, and that in turn will give you strength. Dearest Father, I want to thank you for this message today, for the opportunity to speak to my brothers and sisters about this topic, and I want to thank you that we now realize that family comes first and that we should do our best to place our family at the forefront of what we do. I want to thank you, O oh God, for all that you provide, for your blessings. And dearly beloved, I want to thank you for joining me. Until we meet again, this is Dr. Alfonso Brown with Life's Lessons in God's Word. Blessings be unto you. Amen.
This podcast is brought to you by guidinglifeministries.org. That's guidinglifeministries.org. If you like what you heard today, please visit our website at guidinglifeministries.org. You'll find information there to help you in your spiritual walk. And also, you can read our blogs and listen to other podcasts. You can also find out about our community service and the work that we're doing to further the teachings and the will of God. I want to thank you, beloved, for joining me today and wishing you God's blessings, His love, and His peace to you and your family always. Until next time.